Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? I really had a good time in uh, talking about that Tyson shit because you know how much I'm a fan of his. He's your dude. Yeah, but what surprised me, though, is they didn't even incorporate into the documentary on that second part. Remember that rage he went on at the Lennox Lewis conference when they— Oh, when he lost his mind? When he lost his fucking mind. It, it was like some reporter, I think, yelled out something. Didn't he, didn't he yell out something? Yeah, he set him off. I wonder, what, 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 what did he say? Put him in a straight jacket. Put your mother in a straight jacket. You're not fuck enough to, you're not man enough to fuck with me. You wouldn't last in my world and one minute we fuck with me. I come, come up here and say to my face, I'll fuck you in front of everybody, fucking bitch, fucking hoe. You're not a man, of, you're not a real man to fuck with the real man, you pussy. I'll make you love me. I'll fuck you till you love me, faggot. What's your name, punk white boy? Ho, oh, Steve. <laughs> if they had to put that part in it. <laughs> okay. Uh, God, I swear I'm going to run out of these. Um, <laughs> all right. I bet Steve, Steve feels scared about that. Yeah, he's probably yeah. feeling a little almost violated right now. Um, Daddy Urbano, best podcast ever. Panty Dropper Chris, from Gilbert, Arizona. Wow. Uh, before, well, I was going to say, before we continue, is Gilbert, Arizona a panty dropper? No. <laughs> oh. It's, it's a, is it worse than Tucson? No. So what's about Gilbert, Arizona? Gilbert. I think they have the, the largest amount of tattoos uh, shops. Oh, shit. Uh, per capita. I think that's Gilbert. Um, Any bad bitches in Gilbert? No. You know, no. It's Scottsdale. It's Scottsdale? Scottsdale's the area in Arizona. But, it, you know, what? they're all located, mm-hmm. you know, within 20 minutes of each other. Right. So everybody gets credit in, in Phoenix area for mm-hmm. being, 
the, the women in Arizona, especially. But the, but the way you talk about Tucson, that's to, garbage. No, Tucson has the U of A. Tucson has good-looking women too. I mean, there's a lot of good-looking women in Arizona. Okay. I'm not. I talk about Tucson being garbage because it's a garbage city. There's nothing to do right. there. They, they don't. They don't want business there. They don't. Uh, there's no freeway. I mean, not that you have to have a freeway, but it's. The main speed limit in Tucson is 35 miles an hour. I don't have time to drive 35 miles an hour. Especially on a Harley uh, or your bike. Get me out of the fucking way. So I, I have my own issues with Tucson. So it's not. And, and listen, to the people who know me uh, or the people who know me from Tucson, Tucson's a, a nice little city. But it's just not a great place to, to, uh, to, grow, to spread your wings. Mm. Spread my wings and fly away to a place that I long for, and my heart will beat. You know who that is? Mm, who's it? Troop, nigga. It is Troop. Remember Troop? Yeah, yeah. DJ, nigga, you a Grand Theft Auto man? I should have known that. You should have known that. No. All right. Um, what up? Uncle Aries and Papa Andy. I like that. That's some biggie shit. What up, Uncle Aries and Papa Andy? <laughs> uh, love the podcast. Big time listener since day one. First time writing in. Welcome, Virgin. Yo, Aries. This nigga spells my name. A-E-R-I-E-S. Woof. Ten dollar. A lot of visual. Uh, episode 263. Intro had me crying. The way you impersonated Rocky, Tony, and Rocky's trainer, Mickey. And I meant to say, fuck that guy hard! <laughs> um, Tony and Rocky's trainer, Mickey. I fell to the floor laughing so hard. I damn near shit a kayak. Ah, Episode 253. And you spell it again. Dog, my name is A-R-I-E-S. Where are you getting A-E-R-I-E-S? Can you do the part with the... Come on, Rock. If you can, if you can catch a chicken, you can catch a dick. Come on, Rock. Look, if you can catch this chicken, you can catch that dick. You gotta chase it with pipes, kid. Hey, yo, Mick, you know I ain't really into chasing chickens, and you never thought you'd be in the chasing dick, but you're a mean lightning green dick chasing machine. <laughs> Oh, I man. can't wait for the reboot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, episode 253. Aries, when you told Jania Wilson, damn, life has got you by the ropes after she told you her age, I couldn't stop laughing. You really smooth with the ladies, Aries. LOL. Just kidding. After Jania told you, act like you act like you age gracefully. I don't know why, but I can literally hear you saying this in your Eddie Murphy's voice. That's all right, because black don't crack grabs belly but it do get fat grab my own stomach nigga why would i listen if you don't know shit else about me i don't do self-deprecation and i'm not playing myself nigga fuck i look like grabbing my own shit in eddie murphy voice going that's right back don't crack but it do get fat get the fuck out of well, here well what, what that would be the nutty professor yeah or rasputia Anyway, Andy, I like your opinions and different points of views on life, news, and other subjects going on in the world. Really makes me think. Opens my eyes more, even when you two seem like you're arguing but still come to an agreement at the end of the day. It's called, it's great, love it all. Keep up the great work, fellas. Uh, P.S. 
I call Andy Papa because I too look white but was raised in a Mexican household. What can we say, Andy? We look cinnamon if we're in the sun too long but have extra frosting if in the shade. Ha ha. Stick it to the man, baby. Aries, I call you uncle because my wife is chocolate. I took Grandpa Red Fox's advice when he said if you can't beat him, fuck him. So I did. I peace, partners. P.S. Hopefully no $10, a lot of money. Well, nigga, hoping you is dead. Because you have spelled my name. You see, every time you said my name in this, you spelled it A-E-R-I-E-S. Where the fuck did you get that from? Yeah, but $10, a lot of money is from the way you speak or the way you write, not, not, not the spelling. Yeah, I guess the spelling counts. Yeah, because you have to. Yeah, but you could read Aries in what he spelled. Yeah, but I ain't like that shit, man. <laughs> You just don't like the belly joke. Yeah, nigga. He, fucking... he tagged everything that we we talk about, though. That went through it all yeah. in the podcast. All right. Um, uh, Abel, Abel S. Uh Movie suggestions. Here's what's up, Aries. We pretty much have the same taste in TV shows and movies, except I say Snowfall is right under Sopranos, and the only reason Franklin and them isn't number one is because Snowfall Snowfall is only 40 minutes long and Sopranos episodes seem like mini movies. Anyway, here's some suggestions to watch. Fargo season four on FX. You can watch any season of Fargo in any order. They're all dope, but I suggest watching season four first starring Chris Rock and the ROTC teacher from a different world. And I know you hate Rock's acting, but this show is good. It's about the Italian mafia going against the black mob in the 1950s. Black Monday on Showtime starring Don Cheadle and Regina Hall is a funny-ass show about the coked-out stockbrokers in the 80s. Season 3 just started. I've, Mr- seen, I've seen some of those. Yeah? yeah. Of, of uh, the Black Monday? Yeah. Is it good? Yeah. Yeah. Makes you laugh? Yeah, I, it's a good show. Okay. Fargo? I, I, I haven't, you know what? I have not seen one of those Fargos, and I heard, though, that Chris Rock is awesome in it. Like, really? Yeah, get over everything that you've seen Chris Rock do. He's awesome in that. All right. Um, Mr. In Between on FX have not seen that. Is an American show, but is set in Australia. But don't trip; no subtitles needed. And it's about a hitman who tries to balance being a gangster and raising a kid. Sounds like The Sopranos. Uh, the final season just started. Atlanta on FX is a dark comedy starring Lakeith Stanfield and Donald Glover, and is about a rapper from Atlanta on the come up, but having to navigate through a whole lot of hood shit. I haven't seen that. Yeah, I haven't either. Warrior on HBO Max is a Bruce Lee show that is about kung fu, mob guys, and the Wild West days. A couple people have mentioned that. The Boys on... I know you like that. Yeah. The Boys on Amazon Prime is a show about wild-ass superheroes who kill and do foul shit, but are treated like celebrities. It's hilarious. It is really good. Ray Donovan. uh, My brother Ish was big on this show. Ray Donovan on Showtime is about a Boston gangster who has hired muscle for Hollywood stars. And it's starring Leave or Lev? Leave Schreiber. Leave Schreiber and John Voight. It's seven seasons long, and they're filming the movie now. God damn. Yeah, Schreiber's a great actor, though. I really yeah, like him. Yeah, he is. The only no, thing I is. didn't like him in was when he was uh, uh, Wolverine's brother. Right. I hated that. Yeah, but he, he, he's a solid dude. Yeah. Uh, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs is a dark comedy western movie that stars that dude from Taken, and it's a bunch of different funny stories of how to die in the Old West. Boss Level is a crazy-ass movie about a guy who keeps waking up with a hundred 
people trying to kill him and he's continuously gets murdered and then the day restarts all over again it stars starring Mel Gibson so that's basically Groundhog Day meets uh, a nigga's life <laughs> you got it did you get it <laughs> yeah uh, no, you just but, took such a long pause there and then you went and then you said it and I was like I was trying to say, I was trying to figure out how to say a black man's everyday life. But I was like, a nigga's life. That movie is Groundhog's Day meets a nigga's life. A nigga continuously wakes up with a thousand people trying to murder him. That is called a nigga's life in America. I, I dare you to write a book and make that the title for your book. What, a nigga's life? Yeah, and, ma- and make it just your your book, we are your repla- we are, we are replace- wait, wait. We are replacing... The traditional holiday movie that comes on every Christmas <laughs> in black and white. With, what was it called? What was that movie called? A Wonderful Life. We are replacing A Wonderful Life with A Nigger's Life. The black. <laughs> no more Jimmy Stewart, nigga. Now it's Jimmy Jackson. Jimmy Jackson stars in A Nigger's Life every Christmas morning. Um, are you going to have a stutter like uh, uh, Jimmy Stewart had in It's a Wonderful Life? Yeah. Do you remember any of the lines? No, I, I wish I could. I just remember him running home and he was so excited. He was stuttering? It, yeah, man. These hunkies ain't trying to kill me no more. Mama, these hunkies, the crackers ain't trying to kill me no more. All right. Nobody is a movie starring a lawyer saw from Breaking Bad. Who is an ex-killer turn? Yeah, you told me about that. Oh, that's nobody. Yeah, yeah, that was great. I haven't seen it. I still want to see it. And I just watched this one on the plane uh, coming back from Philly. Without remorse is a movie starring Michael B. Jordan. It's an action movie about a Navy SEAL whose family gets killed and he's on a revenge mission. That was a good movie. Um, I didn't see that. I, that my that's my goal is to get ripped like Michael B. Jordan. That nigga is fucking. Yo, yeah, you know you. I, I'm not trying to make you feel bad about Uh-oh. nothing, but at a certain age, you can't get ripped like a younger age. Yeah, you can. It's just harder on you. It, it, it's hard. It's but really hard. I've seen 50 year old dudes who, you know, look but your like skin that. Skin ain't the same anymore. But nah, yeah. but black skin and white skin is different. <laughs> Niggas could pull that off at 45. You turn into De Niro. Uh, you nah, guys can't nah, nah, see nah, this, nah, nah, nah. but he always turns into De Niro telling when he's you, telling I'm me telling something. You white skin, <laughs> y'all shit is like uh, wet, dry toilet paper. It isn't when y'all get old. It doesn't have the same elasticity. Uh, elasticity. Than, Our shit is more of a old leather, but it's still a smooth. But it's an old leather. Y'all shit is like wet tissue that's dry now. Oh, so what you're trying to say is you're vintage and we trash. You said it. (laughs) But yes, yes. That ain't me saying that. That's Paul Mooney. (laughs) And then he puts where these shows are found. Uh, Fargo, season four, FX, Mr. Inbetween, FX, Atlanta, FX, Ray Donovan, Showtime, Black Monday, Showtime, Warrior, HBO Max, The Boys, Amazon, Prime, and yeah, there we go. Uh, thank you for the rundown, brother. I'll, I'm going to check some of those out. What was the Michael B. Jordan one again, though? Without remorse. I might try to watch that on the plane on the way home. Yeah, it's a good action movie. 
Um, Miles Wardlaw can't handle the heat. Stay out the kitchen. Hi, Aries and Andy. I'm listening to episode 263 as I write this email. I wanted to say that I find it funny. That, oh, this is the one I, was, I think I was telling you about. Uh, that a woman, you know who I'm talking about. He puts in parentheses. Write in every week and light Andy's ass up about how he is wrong about everything. Call him out his name, which she wants wrong for, which she was wrong for, dog. Not she wants wrong. $10. That was a talk to text. A lot of money. (laughs) We should have some of these made up like that. That would be good. Yeah. Um. Call him out his name, which one's wrong for him, because more the half the time than half the time. Nigga, I don't know if uh, Junebug Spade is on the run, <laughs> but you need to meet up with that nigga and make it to the north so you can learn how to read. There's a, there should be a program. Hey, maybe you could build that program. You know how you do talk to text, but it yes. doesn't always understand you? Right. Maybe there's like a Ebonics kind of uh, talk to text, like... So that when it really picks up on your fuck people, ups, yeah. Well, people who have more like swag in their sound right. and their voice, you know, yeah. they don't speak just like just proper like English, but have a little that that you know that 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 cool sound in it, right? Uh, but is it more of a Leroy Furious kind of thing? Yeah, a correction. Well, yeah, like it would, it would pick it up and then it would it would translate. It. Hey, it's, brother, you meant to say what she wants wrong, not what you said. <laughs> Yeah, I gotta feel. Let me figure that out. Let yeah, me play yeah. with that. Let me yeah. play with that. Yeah. Um, Andy is saying something that makes all the black people that listen to the pod mad. But when someone finally tells her about herself, her feelings get hurt and stops writing in. Shake my head. If you can't handle the heat, stay out of the kitchen. It's just jokes. Everyone that listens to the pod is family. Don't take a joke and make it personal. That's what's wrong with these soft-ass people in 2021. Shake my head that I... I shake my head. That I all I have to say about that. Boys, apparently there was two niggas that raped my daughter. It was Junebug Spade and Miles Wardlaw. Now, what we know about these two niggas is neither one of them can read and write. So let's go out there and find them, boys, and get who gang raped my baby. Sweetie, was it just Junebug Spade? No, Daddy. It was Miles Wardlaw, too. I just couldn't figure it out because when he tried to write an apology note, all it said was, sorry was I. All right, boys, we know what we're looking for. Get the dogs to smell the note. Let's go get this nigga or them niggas. Um, P.S. <laughs> the timing on that was fucking unbelievable. Right? Please watch them on Amazon Prime. I know you don't like Jordan Peele work like that because of what happened on DJ Vlad, but nigga, that show on a scale of 1 to 10, it's a 11. No BS. Please watch that show ASAP. I didn't check this so I would get I didn't check this so I would get a $10 a lot of money and I like to listen to Aries struggle to read my chicken scratch emails. <laughs> so you did this on purpose, nigga? <laughs> 
my God. You like danger. You like one of them slaves that run just far enough from the house that you can't be seen, but you're not so far that you can't be detected. You want to get in trouble. Oh, okay. You like pain. You one of them niggas. Um, yeah, and I told you about this on the last podcast. You told my Farrah. Can I can I defend Farrah real quick though? Oh shit! Go ahead. I don't think it was that I checked her, which I did, and, and you did, and, you and, did I, kinda, and I needed, you did but I needed to because, but I, I did it very. I thought I did it respectfully. I wasn't mean. Right. Uh, maybe a little bit mean on some parts, but I mean, uh, but for the most part, I, I thought it was. I don't think you were ever mean given what was given to you, right? Okay, I, it was it was the 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 response was it's not in your nature to be mean, okay. but I think a lot of people came at her kind of hard about fucking with you, not just fucking with me, and then she's that her husband was right, right, white. No, so I I, I I I'm gonna I'm gonna say that's why I wanted to say this because fair, I want you to know I really do want you to come out to Portland. Yes, we want to see you. Yes, I want to give you that fair shake. Yes, and, and, and I like you. I think you were you uh you know. I, I like banter between myself and other people, so th- there was no, there was nothing personal in that at all. At all, and I and I hope that uh, you know you he- you hear this and you you show up when we're out there this uh, please, end of the month. Please, I, you know I, I I never. I'm assuming because I can't remember. Did Shamu ever say where she was from? L.A. Right? I think so. Yeah. Damn, why she ain't come out to Irvine? Shamar, where are you from, sweetie? Where you live? It's not like just because you're in L.A., Irvine's close. You know That's this. True. That's true. What did it take you to get here on Friday or Thursday? If you don't leave at the right time, it'll take you three hours. See, that's ridiculous. On what's supposed to be an hour drive. Um, But that's that California traffic, man. That's why I don't live here, dude. I don't care. Gregory Johnson. It takes time. Hey, I told you guys I'd come see you when things opened up again. So I caught your Friday night in Irvine. I was there with my new chick, one of my boys, and his wife, and you both killed it. Andy, those were some tasty chips. Sorry the crowd wasn't ready to eat yet. I think you had a bunch of good material, especially the joke about being tired. I'm a, I'm a 41, so a little younger. I'm a 41, so a little younger than Aries, but I get it. Sometimes you really want to do something, but I'm tired. The whole time listening to the pod, I didn't realize that you were raising True and Max alone. My respect. My only critique for you is get more comfortable on stage and deliver the lines with a bit more confidence, and you're good to go. Aries, your crowd work that night was great. When you kept getting on the one chick for laughing out of sequence and asked her why, she said it takes time. And the guy at the table over that yelled for you to at you for babysitting your drink. Then you incorporated both those things the whole rest of the time you were up. You did surprise me when one guy in front of me yelled out for you to do Shaq, and you did it. Didn't think you were. Then I was even more impressed, more surprised. More people didn't yell out more requests. My chick later said she doesn't usually enjoy comedy about mentally challenged and overweight people, but she could help. She could help but laugh. You meant to say couldn't. Help but laugh because your jokes were on point and, of course, funny. Uh, so thank you both for a fun night. I hadn't seen my boy for over a year, so it was a great way to reconnect with him. I wanted to stay after and hit you guys up, but it was late and I was tired. <laughs> I still had almost two hours of driving to do. So good show, good pod. Keep it up, fellas. It's much appreciated. Oh, ran into a dude in the restroom 
told him about the pod, so hopefully I got you a new listener. Damn, you pulled a coach, nigga. Imagine <laughs> that nigga peeing next to you. you hey, man, you like podcasts? <laughs> you know, they don't have it. Uh, I, I would like to say this, though. Uh, I was running a bunch of new material mm-hmm. Friday late, and the crowd wasn't... Uh, didn't have a lot of energy. Let's say right. I, I wasn't a Brad crowd at all. Just didn't right. have a lot of energy. And so if I wasn't delivering with the oomph, it's because it was a new joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the stuff in the middle of my set that night was it was all new. So uh, I appreciate it. I'm working on some new stuff. So if it didn't come off that way, I'm sorry. But Ari still thinks I should deliver with more uh, uh, arrogance. I'd like to use the word arrogance in my in my comedy. I don't I don't have arrogance mm-hmm. in my comedy, and I should probably deliver some lines a little bit differently. But yeah, no, I I, I just uh, uh, you know we did Robert Kelly's podcast when we were in New York, which I would, had done for the second time, but only this time Andy joined in and Rich Voss and, and Rich Voss and uh, Robert Kelly talked about comedy confidence, and there are certain comedians that when they're on stage, the audience can just read and tell that they have comedy confidence, uh, and I'm not saying you don't because style is styles and your style is your style. Uh, but there are certainly things that you say off stage that you don't say on stage that I wish you would say on stage. Uh, and then I think that some of what people are alluding to are the ones that listen to the podcast may see what you do on stage. that isn't necessarily reflected upon what you do here, or I wish it would be equally uh, equally represented. Back and forth, yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's like I use two different parts of my brain, one for the podcast and one for on stage. And yeah, I, maybe I'm not I'm not complete yet. I'm still... Uh, what did you call me the other day? A, gi- a giant ball of... <laughs> a giant blob. Of- <laughs> blob. A giant blob of clay. Yeah. So I'm still molding. Yeah, well, we're, all, we're always still molding. You know, I hope we are. I hope, it, you know, honestly, I really do. I hope we're always trying to get better and and i am trying to get better but uh you know this is a i work with you i I, i'm not this is no excuses i'm going to be real this is the truth though uh i work with you and you are not uh from this uh, era of uh political correctness and uh i'm an older guy i'm older than you Mm-hmm. Which and means you should be even more. I should be, but I'm also don't have a career, and I'm trying to get one. So I'm trying yeah, give to give up on that thing. I'm trying yeah, to yeah, give up on that. I'm trying to walk a balance between I know. those two. All right. I would like a little career, you know. You got one now, nigga. Yeah, but you got no day job. That's a career. Yeah, you're right. You 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 are right. I I I'm looking a gift horse in the mouth. Yeah. I, I I am more fortunate than most in this Come industry, on, baby. Uh, June bug spade. June bug spade. Bruh, I'm dying at your response to my email name. You and Andy got to know where the name comes from. You are both movie buffs. It's from a classic. I'm going to get you, sucker. It's the name of Keevan Ivory Wayans' brother in the film who died and had all the gold jewelry on. Anyway, thanks for the response. I saw you a few years back at Gotham. You were hilarious, but halfway through the show, something I ate didn't agree with my stomach. And I ended up having a quarterback's toast moment in the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) I just saw Donnell Rawlings this weekend at Caroline's. He was way funny, but there were a few dickheads in the crowd that wanted to shine. Let me ask you both the question. Is there such a thing as a person in the audience laughing too obnoxiously loud? Yes. One particular guy was in front of was in, in the front. 
and he was laughing so hard that it distracted every comedian that got on stage. And after a while, people in the audience became a bit annoyed with him because he was doing too much. Even his wife was embarrassed. Let me stop. I hate these motherfuckers so bad because what I might. okay, what you're going to finish saying in this email is exactly why we hate these coward cocksuckers. You want to be a comedian, you, 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 but you're too scared to get up and face a crowd and be solo. So what you do is you hide amongst a group of people and you hope that what you say gets enough laughter from the motherfuckers sitting around you that they become your support system. Instead of having the balls and the respect to do what you're supposed to do, which is to get up there naked by yourself, no net, and go. But, he, but he's saying the guy's just laughing, which is still, but, 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 still but there, ruining it. But, there, but there's a reason why he's laughing like yeah, this. I get it. So, um, But I just want to address that, yes. Right. Because it takes away from the show. Yes. Um, and fucks up your rhythm. Have either of you experienced that, and do you take it as a compliment, or do you address his actions? I get it. You're at a comedy show, and you're supposed to laugh, but this guy was real extra to the point where it seemed like he wanted attention from the comedians. Exactly. Another member of the audience literally got up in the middle of Donnell's set and interrupted his joke about DMX to tell everyone that she knew him personally. If it's one thing I hate is people at a comedy show that think they need some attention. I didn't pay my hard-earned money to hear a corny audience member who has no home training. FYI, I recorded an O Steve for you. It's a remix to something funny. Aries says, I attached it in this email. Oh, well, we might use it in the next one because we were racking our brains trying to figure out what the next one is. Uh, anything? Yeah, you know, I, I love it when you hear that laughter that's genuine. Mm-hmm. Usually it's a woman. Sometimes it's a man, but usually it's a woman where you hear that extra little bit that it really got her and everybody else is done laughing and you still hear that in the back. Yes. There is nothing more complimentary to you on stage unless someone just actually peed themselves. Yes. I mean, and usually you can ride that for a couple of jokes. Her be her or him doing that can spawn a couple of improvisational jokes. But then at some point it has to stop. And usually if it's authentic, it does stop. It's yes. only a few times that you might yes. hear it throughout the whole set. It's when someone, like he said, extra. And they go, oh, I, I, because of that, he made a couple jokes off of me doing that. So now here's my whole skit is me doing this for the rest of the show. When it's just like, we don't need it. We don't want it. But because if you're a good comedian... You know how to make that moment works for you, but that moment shouldn't become the rest of the show. Yeah. And Danielle uh, is just one of the funniest dudes. I, and I, li- I like him so much as a person. So mm-hmm. I'm just telling you, uh, you went to a great show. I'm sorry that that got interrupted because I'm I, more curious to know how did Donnell deal with it? Did he shut it down? What happened? Because he, cause he is a funny motherfucker. What happened? I'm sure he dealt with it. I, I, I'm sure he He's. I, I just. Uh, there's certain people in this business that I really appreciate, and he is one of those dudes. Oh, incidentally, while we're at the improv, uh, second show Saturday, these four white ladies that look like they were the retired, they were the older version of Sex in the City's 
Samantha, Charlotte, Miranda, and uh, Carrie. It was a cross between uh, the Sex in the City and the Golden, Golden Girls. Girls. Yes. Uh, and this one lady just was giving me the evil eye. And this is one thing about Irvine. This is a very waspy, it's a very loose liberal audience, but it could also be a very tight, sensitive, white waspy it is individuals. It is, but there's also a lot of uh, 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 there's big pockets of certain minorities, Asians, yes, Middle Easterns, yes. So they're so the white people are very conscious about being uh, inclusive and equally offended right. by everything that is said. Right. So again, I've always said the way to draw attention to yourself sometimes is the opposite of laughing too hard. It's not laughing at all. And when I got a bunch of motherfuckers dying and I see you and you're not, you stick out like a sore thumb. And that makes me want to address you. But again, there's something about when older, older, older white women look at you in a certain way and cut you a certain eye that I know what it is. And I will jokingly go, oh, she's like, oh, he's no Wayne Brady. He's no Flip Wilson. Because that's more your speed. Niggas, you want some niggas, but you want sweet. You want safe niggas. You want sweet and low niggas. You don't want raw sugar niggas. You want niggas that can, you know, sweeten your coffee, but not fuck you up. Um, and I could tell that's what it was with her. And then finally, I I called her out, and she was like, the room was real quiet. And she goes, "You are so talented, and you are so smart." But yet you're going in a direction and discussing things that you don't need to go. You're too smart for that. And I'm thinking, well, you dumb bitch. If I'm smart and I'm articulate and I'm all those things you say I am, what other way can you tackle such taboo subjects than to be smart and to be fearless and to be articulate? You know what I'm saying? That, that That's... That to me is the best way you can handle it is with intelligence and wit. So how could you not appreciate that for what it is? Because the subject scares you. We're going through this right now. Uh, and I don't want to get political on what you just said, but this is it because she's the perfect example of. God, I hate I don't want to get political, but we're going to do this real quick of white America trying to put on the shelf its past and not deal with it. Because she said, oh, you could go in a different direction. There's other directions that you could be taking your set in. Because she didn't want to hear the truth of what the jokes represent. Just like right now in school, they're trying to put on the shelf of our past history, and they don't want to teach slavery in school. They don't want people to know what we re- where we really came from. Right. There's a, a and, it, I, and I think this has a lot more to do with the older in power white structure, and I said older because right. I think the younger people, younger than my group, more in your age group and younger, are willing to take that on. Yes, this group wants to shut that shit down. <laughs> they want to die and not have to feel bad about any of this at all. Right? They've been on Earth. They worked hard. They did what their time was. They lived their life that way, and they don't want to have to make up for any of this shit. They right. just want to get in their box and go to sleep. She just wants old Morgan Freeman to drive this daisy. <laughs> That's it. 
Aren't we good? Yes. We do, in this, You're my best friend. Here we go. Oh, Miss Daisy. I got you. And that's who she was. Right. And we know that because it was really funny. Dude, you attacked that table perfectly. <laughs> because if you attack it wrong, you lose the audience, especially right. this audience. Yes. And you did not Well, remember lose what she said that was so shocking was she'd never been to a comedy show. And I said, well, damn, bitch. It's like, this is your first time? You done walked into an alley in Harlem. <laughs> the raw, you picked the wrong room. Wow. Wow. And I was like, what a way. And I also said, I was like, what a way to lose your virginity. This is your first comedy show, and you meet the biggest, thickest, blackest dick on the planet. She wasn't ready, ready for this. No, she wasn't. And I love when the other one just yells out and goes, we're, uh, no, sorry, we're flight attendants. Right, right, yeah. I said, oh, I hope I never meet that bitch on my flight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, they look, all look like they were from Texas, too. They all had that well, hair. I thought one of them was white, and she was an Asian girl. Oh, she was? Yeah, old Asian woman. I, I really didn't look. I, I w- they were on the opposite side where I was right. at. I just happened to hear, hear you going off on them. Right. So I came out because I couldn't see it on the video in the green room. Right. So I came out to see who they were and what was going on. So right. it was very enjoyable, though. Yeah. It was one of those moments, man. Those, those are the comedy nuggets that every now and then happen. And, and look, every, every now and then, you know, you'll be on stage. And you'll have an impromptu moment where I know that ain't scripted, but based on how you handled it and how it played itself, it was a comedy nugget, nigga. Yeah. And those moments are great. And that going back to what you said, the guy laughing, there's no nuggets in someone laughing. Right. Uh, And the first time it can be funny on its own. Right. And then you can even call it out and make it and make it funny. But after that continues, it would be like that. It's it's a distraction. It would be just like if that lady sat there and that was the rest of the show. That wouldn't be any good for the show. either. No, no, it wouldn't. No, uh, to answer that question. Yes, it's happened. And there's ways to deal with it. And uh, I'm sure Danielle dealt with it uh, appropriately. But yes, and this is what I like that he said, though. It's. It, it isn't just fucking up our timing and our time on stage with you. It's fucking up your show. Yeah, it's, it's fucking, fucking up, up other people's good time. times. And no one, and again, we are the only art form that people feel the need to yell out. You don't go right. to a play. Les Miserables. And start yelling out how you know someone who. Miss Saigon. I know Miss Saigon. Right, right, right. That nigga, that bitch is from Okinawa, uh, but live in, my, live in Brooklyn. <laughs> Yeah, like give me a fucking it break. It doesn't happen anywhere else. Um JU five ten ten incorporated. That gay Rocky. Okay, so this isn't the longest of emails, and I need to get back on the wagon of writing more, but this damn gay Rocky episode had me fucking dying. It has a close second, which is the Arnold Ice Cube mix fucking hilarious. You're a true genius. Hey, you bully. I'm going to fuck you in your ears. Hey, you Arnold. You want seconds? Yay here, yay here. Absolutely. After you finish fucking him, I want to put my Terminator in his box and terminate him. Yeah. Statum, you want thirds on this gangbang. I'm going to slaughter them like butter. How about you, Keanu? You want to make it the quadruple? Yeah. <laughs> the gang rape 
by some of Hollywood's toughest. You know what would be good to throw in there? Just because, not yeah. that it really goes, but I right. think the line will go. Uh, you get Al Pacino in um, Godfather 3, mm-hmm. and then you invite him, and, you, and then he says, just when I think I'm out. Oh. <laughs> hey, yo, Polly, we're going to run a tree on you. It's going to be a quadruple with a bonus. Hey, yo, Arnold, you want in on this? Absolutely. Yeah, he get here. I have seconds. Hey, Jason Statham, how you going to fuck him? I'm going to slaughter him like butter. Hey, Keanu, you want some? Yeah. Hey, hey, Al, are you going to fuck him too? Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. Jason Statham, are you coming? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. 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 I've come. Hey, are you almost finished? Ow. Oh, boy. <laughs> Dude, I don't know why I'm worried about trying to balance that line between me doing what I want to do in, in, right. in a career, because... <laughs> That career ain't ever gonna happen, man. <laughs> you, you never know. <laughs> no, no, I know. We do enough of this shit that I know. Hey, you the magic listen, man. This is why I enjoyed watching the documentary about Stone Cold and some of these wrestlers. I love any documentary about people who have made it because it'd be shit you just don't see. Like real, long story short, for ten years, Stone Cold was told. By all the big wigs in wrestling, he's not marketable. They don't know what to do with him. He can't come up with a name. What's he struggled to define his character? And then he, in one match, one of the fighters he fought was real biblical. His character was biblical. He would quote shit from the Bible. So he said, I said these two things and it changed my career. I think it was Isaiah 316 something. And it was because Stone Cold said so. When he said those two things, it was over. You just don't know where it's going to come from. You just, and too many times, people try to put lightning in a bottle. They try to create the moment, and it fails and fails and fails. And then one day, an accident that they didn't even intend to happen happens, and that's what does it. That's what billionaires say. Preparation meets opportunity. Luck is prep was when preparation meets, meets opportunity. opportunity. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Jose Gardia, uh, where we had time was? Uh, 42. 42. Yeah. So this email is to address another email I heard on the episode, specifically from Didi Bard or some shit. Sounds like a fat dyke bitch's name, by the way. That's really helpful for our... <laughs> uh, Maybe we should edit some of these emails as we read them. <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, we had nothing to do with that. Didi, I, I love you, baby. And I'm still with you no matter what. Um, uh, oh, my God. Hey, we eat Papa John's. The Chronicles continue. Uh, Papa John's, better pizza. Can anybody say epic step and crust? <laughs> what, is that what he said? <laughs> yeah. but I, lo- I love that conversion. He says, all right, it's me. Uh, like, yeah, <laughs> nigga, duh. <laughs> The Asian guy goes, no, I, I knew it was you. Yeah, yeah. Such a good commercial. Dude, yeah. he, he is, 
if he wasn't who he, he was, he was he going to be somebody? He is every middle America white person's greatest unscary fantasy. A big seven foot, 300 pound nigga that's nice. <laughs> no, here's what really I want to, if he wasn't Shaq, the basketball player. I think he would have made it somewhere, right? Yeah, he, he would have made it been a cop, maybe, or, or whatever else he would have done. But come on, man. Every now and then, God molds something <laughs> where it's like, you ain't meant to do nothing but this. Chappelle was God's choice for comedy. Tyson was God's choice for the ring. And Shaq was God's choice for the center position. When you ain't seen nothing like it before or since, that's God's work. God just doesn't tell you how long he's going to take to mold you. Yeah. And apparently, uh, God got me on a shelf somewhere in some <laughs> dirty plastic with muddy water. And I'm halfway into something. Um, so I took offense to her saying that we are supposed to come together as one. Then right after she mentioned that Hispanics are no threat to the white man like the black culture is and how we aren't powerful, then through numerous shots at my Hispanic people. For example, saying that we have 50 people living in our house with five jobs and being obedient gardeners and janitors. How the fuck are we going to come together as one when some people keep pinning us against each other, specifically each other? We are all minorities. Mexicans and black people aren't that much different from each other. White people don't like Mexicans as much as they like black people. White people don't like Mexicans. Are, did you mean to say as much as they don't like black people? Yeah. Is that what you're to say? Yeah, that's, okay. that's where it was going. Um, I don't know if I agree with that. Uh, can I, uh, let me throw this in here. I'm, there are white people, and it's the same group of white people who dislike Mexicans as much as they dislike black people. There are a group of people that are just... That's it. But they just that just comes from a place of pure hatred, hatred. period. Yeah, that's who they are. Okay. That's, so beyond... But percentage-wise, would I wouldn't agree that Mexicans are as disliked as much. You know, honestly, to... Oh, my God. I could never hate you, Jorge. Who else would, like, pick my strawberries and cut, like, my grass? Uh, duh. But... I think in any when you're the minority in any situation, it's mm -hmm. the large population of minority. Uh, if you're a, a big minority in a certain area, people tend. Let me rephrase that: white people tend to have uh, a problem with that larger group that they're running into, that they're having issues with, because they are a different culture. This is just how this country works. But then he says the second part: they just happen to tolerate us a bit more because we take care of their kids, clean their houses. And do their yards, so they got to deal with us, nigga. Once upon a time, so did we. For free, for free. You niggas get paid. You get them pesos, nigga. We took care of them white children. That big fat black mammy fed that little white baby. That big fat black mammy titty, and we cleaned them goddamn house. <laughs> I can't even laugh at it. Like I want to laugh because it's funny, but it's not funny at the same Dude, time. That is such the Paul Mooney rhythm. That big fat black. Yeah, baby it was. It was on point. In that white baby mouth feeding that little white motherfucker no. doing the, the folding them clothes making them biscuits stirring that goddamn lemonade and we took care of you for free you mexicans pick the strawberries you cut the grass and then they bring you some lemonade that the niggas made and you get your pesos uh if i don't look at you yes 
when you're doing it. I see Paul. That's why I'm laughing. <laughs> I mean, it's on point. You're saying the things that he would say. You're hitting it. And I, and I don't want to laugh, though, because, right. uh, but it's so fucking funny. You, but, uh, you hit it perfectly. Plus, white people love tacos. So they happen to tolerate just a bit more. I don't know if you try to be funny there, but that's a little funny. Uh, tacos is one of them foods that is just universally loved. Tacos are like cookies. Who doesn't like cookies? It's like pasta, man. It's like pizza. No, but everybody don't eat pasta. Oh, pizza or hamburger? Oh, pizza or hamburger. No, because niggas be vegan, eat the vegan burgers or the impossible meat, uh, the, the, the homosexual sandwiches. But I'm telling you. <laughs> there, there's, there's, they're, they're doing these vegan um, tacos now, too. Yeah, but tacos is so universally it loved. Um, so stop it with the shade. Ghost Sons, by the way. Oh, and give that bitch a $10 a lot of money. Grammar was horrible. Um, you know, I understand his point, though. and But I've said this before, and I think he will agree with me. Uh, when, when, yeah, but he says it in there in kind of a way. Hispanics are such a part of this country because they this was Mexico at one point, especially where we live in the region we live, California, Arizona, and uh, Texas, you know, mm-hmm. that whole Southwest. Um, so not only is it tolerated, it's accepted, and we're there. Our culture is blended into it. And when he made the joke about tacos, our food is part of the Southwest culture and food, and it's what we do here. Right. So it is tolerated. It is there's more comfortability uh, in the exchange between uh, Mexicans and and the white community, especially lighter skin Hispanics. Right. Uh, that. And that, that's part of America. The lighter you are, the easier it is to, to move about. That, uh, but to the point where I, I think that he's missing is when you say you want to all come together. I, I understand his point, too, that he says about, 10, about having 10 jobs, 50 people living in a, But that same joke is made by the same black people also make that joke about Jamaicans. Who are also Jamaicans have ten jobs? That that was a famous thing. I uh, never heard that. That was a famous thing on uh, in Living Color. Really? Yeah. It's true. We have ten jobs. We got to feed the whole family, especially when you come down Jamaica. We got fifty niggas hiding in the brush, and when the cars drive by, unlike the Mexicans who wait out front in front of the Home Depot, we just hide in the brush where you can't see us. But when we hear the engines drive by, we shoot out the bush like animals looking for food on the road. Come hire us. Come to Jamaica. <laughs> come to Jamaica. <laughs> or Jamaica will come to you. Or ja- yeah. Come to Jamaica. Or Jamaica will come for you. <laughs> Sounds like a threat, nigga. If you don't hire us, we're going to be hired whether you like it or not. Come to Jamaica. Or Jamaica will come for you. <laughs> but in, in that same thing, uh, when there's a problem, uh, when there's a social injustice, you don't see Mexicans storm the street the same way. But this is something I haven't said, though, either. When there's problems in the Hispanic community with uh, the law either or with the, the, the social justice, Hispanics don't storm the street the same way as black America does. Period. But I said that, though, remember? Yeah, but I mean, not, I said, but not even for themselves. So, but that, I, that's what yeah. I said. If... if if the numbers were as equally bad for y'all, wouldn't you think no. to fight for your... They, they just don't. So that being, that being said, it's hard. It would be hard to move. If they're not coming out, I mean, for, the, for a Hispanic situation, they're not going to come out 
uh, for a black situation either. It's not. It's not culturally how they work. Now, I'm not saying that they don't. They right. do. They do. There is protest, but it's just. It's. It's. It. I think though, as we move forward. And as we're moving forward and moving for more change, and, and you know what? I don't even want to say change anymore. As we're moving for more total equality, because that's the goal. It's not for change. It's for equal equality across the board with everyone to be treated shitty in this country equally. Right, right. Okay? So as we move for that, uh, I, I think you're going to see, and, and again, I went back to the youth of, who, uh, of, of, of the people in the, in the movement, of all the movement. It's usually of younger people. It has been in the past. I think you'll see more and more of that coming together. I think that also that you see a lot of this happens more uh, from the middle of the country. East is where you see this bigger movement for social justice than you do even on the on the even in Los Angeles when there's been problems and problems with the uh, LAPD for years. There wasn't that same kind of of movement. It's I, I don't know because the population density of minorities is different in the East Coast, or as you move towards the East Coast and the South, than it was in the West Coast, that there was more room. It wasn't as heated. When we did have the, uh, the riot, uh, the big riot with Rodney, because of Rodney King, that was, that was set off because of something that was televised that we all saw and couldn't believe that something happened a different way. <laughs> that didn't go the way that we all expected it to go. That's, let me rephrase that. Right. But I, I just don't think that... I don't know if it's because of of the Southwest and how the way the culture works out here. I don't know, man, but it, it but it, there is a difference. Uh, and I think it's a question worth examining more. I, I think that he, but what his point I still think is uh, you're going to call us out this way, but if you want us to come together, how are you going to just shit on us? <clears throat> Big shout out to my girl, DD. Uh, love you, baby. I uh, hope all is good with you. Holla at your boy. Give me a progress report. You hear me? All right. Much love, ma. CC on air. Finally, it's happened to me right in front of my face, and I just can't hide it. Finally, you got the love. The way I feel about you can't be love. CC on air. <laughs> LeBron just ruined his case for GOAT for last time. Oh, you just couldn't wait for this one. Yeah, what? Okay. Uh, hey, ANA, this is CC. Just checking in, letting you guys know I am still rocking with you guys. I told you before that I was going back to the beginning and re-listening to the past episodes. Y'all still hands down my favorite podcast to date. Also been enjoying watching the YouTube videos, especially when things get heated and Andy is cracking the fuck up, LOL. Andy, you have a very contagious laugh. I love it. Anyway, I know Andy is excited about his team, about his little team, the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> Why do women always have to do that shit the sometimes? Little team. The little team. The little, the little the team. team. Like be little our shit. Um, the Phoenix Suns are about to beat the Lakers in the playoffs. I don't know how you two feel about the Lakers winning the championship last year and agree it was a fluke. I was trying not to think that way because it was one for Kobe and Gigi. However, seeing how the Lakers... Jesus, I swear to God. Is this a Pepto moment? God damn. Dude, I just don't understand how Pepto or Mylanta or Rollades doesn't see the opportunity to advertise with us. I don't know that they know. (laughs) 
However, seeing the Lakers, seeing however, however, seeing how the Lakers played in this series, and LeBron walked off and gave five with five minutes left was disappointing. I know it's something that MJ would never do. Uh, I see a lot of people saying MJ and Kobe would never, and I agree. LeBron, again, does not have that killer instinct. Kobe and MJ would die on the court, giving all they had before walking out on their team, especially during the playoffs. I'm curious to hear about how you guys have been feeling about this series and the postseason in general. And yes, I'm a female, but I love basketball. And no, I don't talk like a man, Aries, LOL. Yeah, you got a very pretty picture. Every time you send these um, emails, you send that picture yourself. Very mm, girl. If you if you was a slave, you would definitely be in the house. They would not have you in the field because you would super light. You super red bone, and you would be giving the master some comfort at night. And if you was my woman, I would be pissed in my shack, pounding the wood because I know I couldn't do nothing since the master was pounding the wood. Welcome back, Andy. Hi, uh, how you doing? Good. <laughs> Anyways, keep doing a great job on the podcast and the YouTube channel. Hope to see y'all pull up in Detroit soon. You know, CC, and I'm going to tell you, uh, somebody else made this assessment, and I agree wholeheartedly. Look, everybody thinks that when I say what I say about LeBron, I'm not saying he's not great. I never said that. And I have always said he is the greatest player of this generation, of this time. But if in the overall, the list is simple. Michael 1, Kobe 2, LeBron 3. Um, And yes, you're right. Michael would never storm off the court like that. Neither would Kobe. And remember, even when Kobe tore his Achilles, he still limped back to the free throw line to shoot the two free throws. Um... Again, bottom line for me, and I don't want to go off on a tangent. Here's what bothers me about LeBron and all of the LeBron fans. Y'all keep saying that same bullshit. He's bigger, stronger, faster than Jordan. Bigger, stronger, faster. But bigger, stronger, faster with less heart is not as meaningful as not as fast, not as big, uh, not as strong, but the heart the size of a fucking crater uh, made by a meteor, and that's what Michael had. That's what Kobe had, and 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 y'all keep thinking bigger, stronger, faster. You put so much emphasis on that, as though heart doesn't mean uh, almost everything. And Mike had heart, and 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 as far as that bigger, stronger, faster myth, he wasn't that far off. And at the end of the day, the nigga's still six and zero. Oh. LeBron now is what. This three and ten, four and ten. I don't even know what he is. I think it was three and nine, and then when he won the championship with the Lakers, that made him four and nine. But now this L four and ten, or maybe it was finals. Either way, I don't give a fuck. I still go to my analogy, which I always go to. Would I rather have an average sized dick that works all the time, six and zero, oh, or a huge offensive cock that works some of the times, four and ten or three and nine? What do you think I'm going for? LeBron's a great player, but when it comes down to it, something is missing in that nigga's gumbo recipe. See, I, I, I agree with you on Jordan, 
I don't agree with you that anything's missing. It, it's a different game that he plays. He uh, he's more assist or orientated. He's more about the team than. But Jordan was the same, but in a different way. But uh, he Le, Le, LeBron's playing at a different time. The players on that LeBron has played with, and, and this is what I hate when people say that Jordan uh, never played against all stars. What I do understand that the athleticism right now is overall is higher than it used to be. That doesn't mean that there wasn't unbelievable athletes playing when Jordan played also and that he didn't play against them. And for all that bullshit, they played more physical, more scrappy, exactly. more tough. But now the athleticism is so high. Now LeBron can distrib- be more of a distributor because there's more people who have the ability to finish. Than there used to than there used to be before, where they were uh, more role player esque on the team when Jordan played. I mean, uh, I, as much as I like Kerr, I don't think Kerr has the same career today that he had back then. In the same position, role player off the bench, role player off the bench, but yeah. he might not be even getting off the bench because there's so many more athletic star kind of quality players. Yeah, but you still need those guys you can kick I'm, out to and hit that open I'm shot. I'm not denying that, but there's. I'm just saying the game has evolved and changed in a different way. But and I think LeBron works for that. But I'm saying to what my point is: if you took prime Jordan and prime LeBron and mentality versus mentality, faster, stronger, I don't care. Jordan's winning. Yeah. That's the bottom. And my point to that is, and he's the guy who's not as big and strong and fast. And he didn't have to be because he knew he was going to beat you anyway. Listen. Tyson wasn't the biggest boxer, the tallest guy. And duff niggas. Listen, man. um, Barkley said it. Many other people have said it, and I've said it. When, when, When LeBron, however that series ended with the Suns, and Jay Crowder did the salsa dance in front of LeBron. You didn't do that to Mike. You didn't open your mouth. You didn't talk shit. Barkley said nobody's scared of LeBron. You feared Jordan. And if you and if and if you talk shit, if you mocked him, he made you pay. And we talked about it the other day and you said it. Even if you didn't, he'd make it up in his mind. So he'd have a reason to destroy you. Yeah. That's the ingredient in LeBron's gumbo that's missing. No one he needs more cayenne pepper, nigga. And his gumbo. Or more habanero. Because no one is scared of this nigga's spice level. His spice level is not scary. I, I, I just don't... There is no argument in this. I, I'm really done. That's why I don't care about records or, or numbers. Or st- it's, it's done. This conversation's over. Right. And what I want to ask you, though... And I'm not trying to be disrespectful to LeBron at all. I think he's one of the greatest players ever. But you you named your 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 three right out. You said Jordan, Kobe, LeBron, LeBron. Um, there's a lot of other people that I would. It's hard for me. I, I and I know you, I, but I wasn't going in terms of Mount Rushmore. Okay, I'm just saying in terms of. The dominant players, like Jordan was the dominant guy in the 90s. Kobe was the dominant guy in the 2000s. And then from then on, it's been LeBron. If you had to put those three in an order, MJ, Kobe, LeBron. What happened to Magic? That's 80s. I know. I, I know what you're saying. Uh, okay. But you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Era. Okay. Era. I, I just. I'll ask you this. 
Where does LeBron fall in the greatest Lakers ever? Magic, Kobe, LeBron. No, Kareem. Kareem, Kareem will LeBron. Oh, okay. So in that order, where would you put LeBron? Oh, include Shaq. If you make Shaq a Laker, well, he won three championships. I know, but you know he played elsewhere. He it won don't matter. Miami. He won three championships there. He's a Laker. His jersey and statue is inside and outside the building. He's a Laker. See, I, I as a, as a Laker, I'm sticking with my two off the top, and that's always going to be Magic, Magic and Kareem. Kareem, so and then Kobe. One? Who's number one? Magic. Ma- Magic. Magic. So you got Magic first, Kareem second. Who's three? Kobe. Kobe. Yeah. Then then LeBron can be four. Over Shaq? No. Sorry, you're right. Shaq. LeBron's last. LeBron's five. One I, championship, and then he failed. Well, he still can have, come back. Oh, Wilt. No, but I can't give it to Wilt because he played at a different time. That was a different but time. But he won a championship with the Lakers. Yeah, but yeah. it was still a different kind of basketball. And he was he was, he was, was Shaq when everybody else was three feet tall. I know, but but where else did Wilt play? He played, he played for the uh, Globetrotters. Oh, so really? He's a Laker. Hmm. Oh, you got to include him in that. But I, I'm still giving LeBron five. So you'll give LeBron over Wilt? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. That's fair. They only got one apiece. I give Magic, because I like Magic more than Kareem. Magic, Kareem, Kobe, Shaq, Wilt, LeBron. I, I can easily say LeBron. All right. I, I'm, I, and I'm not, I'm not hating on LeBron. I think LeBron is the greatest player of, like you said, this generation. And he's a top 50 player. But I don't... Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, We could have done an episode on... on, Oh, and when she said my little team, listen, I'm supporting the Suns. I'm shouting the Suns out a little bit. I was wearing my Suns hat well before we got into the playoffs. I was I grew up I grew up with as a Suns fan, but I, I came from Tucson, and so the Knicks and the Suns were my two favorite teams as I was growing up as a kid. And let me tell you, because it was '70s, and the, and the Knicks were the fucking '70s team. This was like the greatest year for me. This was great to see two teams that had been in the rubble, right in the trash bin, <laughs> and they both made the playoffs this year. The Knicks. And the Suns. Who do the Suns play next? Uh, they're playing uh, Denver. Yeah. That hasn't started that series? No, it starts uh, tomorrow, I think. You have them beating Denver? My heart hasn't beaten Denver. It's going to be. No, 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 no. no. It, I think they can. They have to play their game. They can't let Jokic slow, slow the game down. They have to play their game. I th- but they're only like two and seven against them. Well, the season don't count though. That, I, mean, I, know, counts, I know, I know, but, but I'm just saying this yeah. isn't. This is going to be. It's it's going to be a really good series. Oh, and by the way, I know there's going to be some people who are talking right now about Lakers and Kobe was hurt. I'm not Kobe. Sorry, AD, AD was hurt. Uh, James is a. You know what? Uh, Suns weren't a hundred percent. Chris Paul was hurt from the very beginning. Who is integral to right. what they were doing? Right. So I don't want to hear any of it. <laughs> It didn't make a difference. This is how the fucking cookie crumbles. This is where it's at. Uh, they moved on. The Lakers didn't. That's the bottom line. Uh, they beat the Lakers. And without AD in there, they didn't just beat them and barely win. 
If they barely won, I would have said, yeah, "Yeah, you're right. It could have been been a different kind of game. But we're not talking about three or four points or a buzzer beater to take the game home. It was a solid, it's time, here's your bags. Kick their ass. Go home. Yeah. Um, All right. Uh, The Money. Uh, Artist is called The Money. Song is called One Day. Facebook is V-E-E-2, the number two. M-O-N-E-Y. Twitter is V-E-E, the number one, M-O-N-E-Y. Instagram is V-E-E-M-O-N-E-Y, S-W-O-R-L-D. TikTok is V-E-E underscore M-O-N-E-Y, nine zero. Song is called One Day. Enjoy. That's coming from the doctor at WKRP. In Cincinnati. And that's how I get pussy. Yeah, I gotta yeah. fight the gyms. Yeah. Either way, yeah. I ain't tapping now. Yeah. One day I'll yeah. be cashing now. Yeah. The world here, yeah. One day I'll make it out the hood, put it on the map, it's my destiny. Right. One day you'll sign checks for me, yeah. even if you ain't got respect for you me. Will. One day I'll get all the hoes that was too good to come near me. Yeah. Let me say this clearly yeah. in hey. case you hey. niggas ain't hey. hear me. One day I'ma need a plan. You can doubt me now, but I'ma be the man. Right. One day when I blow up, yeah. I'll make your girl not need a man. Yeah. One day, like Pac said, all lies is on me. Yeah. They say the top is lonely. Right. Well, one day we gon' see. Yeah. Every day. I wake up with the world on top of me This ain't how it got to be A normal life is not for me Weed inside of my veins To sleep through all of my pain Don't do this just for the fame Just want respect on my name Just a young nigga from the hood Since day one misunderstood Sleep on me now when this shit drops I'ma shock the world more than thunder could Get this understood, I ain't done for good Y'all gon' feel me till this track ends Same niggas that count me out Y'all probably can't count past ten Now back when I ain't have friends No wait, I still don't Nope. Just cause friends disappear Don't mean these bills won't And I still won't Look up the niggas that think they can look down on nope. me Some niggas claim they the king Might as well put the crown on yeah. me Give me a mic when that beat drops I don't know how to act I on know. it This rap shit, I'm back on it Don't care if I spend a stack on it Then one day a couple racks on it When I'm full, I'm still hungry Just want the world to hear me out Before the most high is done with me One day I'll make it out the hood Put it on the map, it's my destiny One day you'll sign checks for me Even if you ain't got respect for me. One day I'll get all the hoes that was too good to come near me. Let me say this clearly in case you niggas ain't hear me. One day I'ma need a plan. You can doubt me now, but I'ma be the man. One day when I blow up, I'll make your girl not need a man. One day, like Pac said, all lies is on me. They say the top. That's how I get pussy.